You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between a fit body and positive mental health. And our big mission, it's to help 10,000 runners to develop fitter minds in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to this episode of the Fit Mind Fit Body Podcast. Today we talk to Jeanette Townsend, all the way from the United Kingdom. And Jeanette shares with us her philosophies around running at the moment. She loves to run without any kind of tracking, so she's not tracking her time or her distance. In fact, for her, running is about finding a headspace, you know, time to enjoy the fresh air and to really be mindful. So enjoy this podcast. Today on Fit Mind, Fit Body, I am really excited to introduce you to a new friend, Jeanette Townsend, all the way from the UK. Welcome, Jeanette. Hi, thank you for having me on. I'm really excited. As I keep saying to everyone, uh, whenever I invite a new person, I get to find out about them with everyone who's listening at the same time. It's kind of exciting to, you're like a Christmas present, put it that way. I can unfold oh. you and see, you know, get to know more about you. It's really exciting. So oh. thank you for yeah, jumping in. No, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. I, I know how it can be a bit nerve wracking, especially if you haven't done one before. So I do appreciate it. I understand uh, how, yeah. Not necessarily, it's not something we always do every day. It's something I do lots of times. <laughs> I know lots of other people don't jump onto podcasts and things like that every day. So I do I do appreciate that you put your hand up. So thank you. It's, it's also a message out to everyone else. If you would like to get on the podcast, I would love to talk to you. So message me and, uh, and we'll organize something. Right, Jeanette, tell me a little bit about your background. Where did you grow up? Um, so, yeah, I live in the UK um, and I'm now down in Surrey, so just about an hour from London. Um, and my parents still live in my um, childhood home, which is like two and a half hours away. Um, and I actually did a lot of gymnastics growing up. So oh, wow. that was my life from the age yeah. of seven to 17. Oh, wow. You must um, be very flexible then. I assume you're still very... <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like I think it's something called muscle memory. So yeah. you, your muscles remember, um, yeah, your conditioning, yeah. And especially if you did it as a child. So, yeah, I am still quite flexible. And I do do some yoga, which I think really supports my running as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, just really opens things out um, and stretches. Yeah, really good after before and after running. So oh. I found that's really helped over the last few years well that we'll get into that really because I'm, I'm interested in that um, yeah. <laughs> so I think I need to do more of those kind of things um so when you were at school um the gymnastics was your main sport is that yeah yeah so that was my only sport so I used to train in my lunch hours I train after school oh, wow. I train weekends um so yeah I was in the sort of regional squad and the national squad and then yeah, so I competed internationally when I was 16 and then I retired. You know, you kind of have oh. that realisation that I really need to, like, you know, focus on my studies and have yeah. something else other than gymnastics. Yeah. Um, so I finished when I was, yeah, 17 and um, um, went to college. How was that? 
Like the, how is that for you? Like, cause we talk a little bit on the podcast about identity and we, we often talk about it, you know, running identity and if we get injured and how that mm-hmm. feels and things, how did that feel though? When you, cause your identity that all you had really known as a child yeah. was, was being a gymnast and then to make that decision, that mustn't have been very yeah. easy. I think it got to that point, you know, and you sort of realise, am I actually doing this for enjoyment or is it mm. because of what I've already always known? And I think towards the last few years, it was, you kind of get into the system, yeah. and, you know, it's diff- and, and as a child, you know, it's difficult to, you don't really sort of stand up and say, actually, I don't want to do this anymore when you reach a certain level, because you've just put in so much commitment and so much mm. time that you just kind of yeah, I guess you just kind of go with the flow and you just carry on. And it's all, and like you said, it's all way ever new. Um, so, yeah, I missed out on, you know, my friends talk about films and mm. what they did, like hanging out with their friends. I kind of missed all of that aspect. And now my children are eight and five. I'm sort of mindful as to, you know, how, which route they're going to go down. Are they yeah. going to, you know, focus on sport or be more academic and, um yeah so it's 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 a funny one but it it, yeah but I'm really glad I did it because um yeah to commit to something Mm. yeah yeah and and did your your parents obviously they were very supportive did that involve a lot of them running you around I guess a lot of sports you think about you know when they go to competition that's you know away from your local area yeah I think that's something that dawned on me this week actually as, as I was chatting to a friend and her boy is getting into swimming and reaching national level with swimming and she said but if it wasn't for me he wouldn't mm. be there so mm-hmm. I think you know so much behind the scenes mm. you know comes about for parents and yeah. if they're committed if they're going to take you and show up then it's more likely that you're going to succeed as well so yeah my parents did did do a lot for me Mm, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. We've got a couple of family um, members, extended family members, who who do well in their sport, and you see the the parents, you know, my siblings, and actually my husband's siblings, um, running them, you know, around, and it's quite it's quite an endeavour, really, to to keep, you know, yeah. having your child turn up to those things. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they kind of the engine behind it all. I think the parents yeah. in those circumstances. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Do you have siblings? Yeah, so um, older brother and sister, and but they'd left home by the time I'd, um, yeah, reached my sort of prime in gymnastics. So hence, my parents could commit to um, you know ferrying me around. Yeah. And, yeah. So, but I went to um, so I went I went to Kuala Lumpur. I went to the Commonwealth Games. It's like ninety eight. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So as a 16-year-old, you know, it was very exciting. And my parents came out as well, and my brother came out. That's amazing. Congratulations. That's exciting. It's a very long time ago. I know, but it's it's part of who makes, what makes you who you are, isn't it? It's like, yeah, yeah, part of your journey. And an important part, I think, too. It sounds like it was a big part of your life for so long. Yeah. That's amazing. So, okay, so you had this what sounded like a reasonably idyllic um, childhood. Was was it a, a village? Did you grow up in a village or a small town? Uh, or... It was like a, a small town, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then you went to college and what did you study? Yeah. What is that like? Um, so I went to university and I just studied food science. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, yeah, so I went there for three years and, um, and then uh, graduated and then worked in the food industry, went traveling. Um, and then, yeah, finally sort of settled down here in Surrey 10 years ago. Yeah, like, did you come backpacking to Australia like lots of UK I kids? I was in New Zealand. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, that's fine. That's close enough. We call it. We can call <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, they're basically our cousins. <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> so uh, when you were at uni, going back to uni for a sec, what did you do for sport then or did, did you just stop? Like, Because you, it sounds like sport was a massive part of what gymnastics, you're being a sport, a massive yeah. part of your life. Did you just stop I moving? Think, How did that work? Yeah, no, I um I live with a group of girls and um yeah, there's um it was in Wales, so there's some in Cardiff, so there's some big ponds where we lived and we'd do laps of the ponds running. So and actually I was I made some notes earlier and I remember when I was in New Zealand, I only took one pair of really lightweight walking boots and I remember running <laughs> in Queenstown with my Walk, which is totally the most inappropriate footwear but you know as a backpacker you, you're not able to you know that fork out on running trainers 10 so. pairs of shoes either you, you're carrying yeah. light aren't you and then I'd use the same pair of shoes to go out for the evening oh, as well. of course that sounds perfectly fine to me still I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> so so you did the exercise that you did wasn't necessarily you know, planned. It was kind of, it happened because your friends were going running or you all decided yeah. you'd run on a Tuesday. I don't know. It was sort of like a, yeah. an incidental yeah, so, thing. Yeah, it was just more for enjoyment. Mm. Um, yeah, and just getting out and about really, yeah. So um, when you were doing gymnastics, were you running as well? Was that a thing? No, no. So I only sort of really took up running sort of in my early 20s. Yeah. Okay. And do you remember why? Why did you take it up? Probably because it doesn't require much investment. You yeah. know, anyone can just get out for a run. And yeah. I think a lot of the time, you know, people sort of complicate exercise and fitness and health. And we've sent all these like confusing messages about what we should be doing when actually, you know, running is, and walking is the most simplest thing you could do for your health and it's free. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think that's probably why I got into it because as a student, you know, mm. you don't have much money. So, yeah, I just sort of got out running. Mm. And it worked for you. And yeah. would, can you remember it? Because it does. It sounds to me like you've always had that health focus. Yeah. You know, the gymnastics, you know, you would have been a big part of it. And then you studied um, food science, which I assume... Yeah has the focus of healthy food <laughs> you don't yeah, I assume you weren't studying like crisps and uh, and um, fizzy <laughs> drinks <laughs> or at least not the not to encourage people to drink them and eat them but to you know encourage people yeah well you can you tell me what how does what does food yeah. science looks like it, like why did you go into that what's tell me about that I don't so know I've it. always had an interest in health and my mum you know always prepared home-cooked foods growing up had a really good diet um and yeah I just sort of fell into it really and it covered nutrition it covered food processing food manufacturing biochemistry um marketing so it's a really broad degree which I 
kind of liked because then there's lots of avenues that you could then mm. go into rather than something that was really specific yeah um so yeah that's kind of why I picked that course and um yeah glad I glad I did because it just sort of taken me to where I am now so so you went and worked for some companies what do you do as a person with a degree in food science in a company a food company I suppose I don't, yeah, I'm very so, naive <laughs> yeah no, no. so I actually work for a food importer now okay um and so I'm the technical manager for them and I audit all the factories that we work with so we mainly yeah. import food from Italy so lots of antipasti peppers artichokes tomatoes I was gonna say tomatoes and, <laughs> yeah sun-dried tomatoes so yeah I make sure that all the um factories that we're working with are adhering to our standards um so i'll go out and audit them um making sure that everything's safe and legal basically mm, okay um, so that's my my current role that's your day job do you go to an office or is that something you can do from so i work from home actually oh. so yeah it's really that's flexible nice. so i'm really lucky and then that allows me to um yeah have time for my other other passion projects because i'm not yeah. commuting and yeah. um which takes up a big part of your day otherwise. Yeah, I love that. Now, so you started running, you know, in your in your early twenties, I think you said. Um Yeah. You had some children. How, did they interrupt your running at all? Like have you have you always run all the way through from that time? Your- yeah, I, I I ran with both my pregnancies. Um not towards the very end, because it, mm-hmm. it does get quite uncomfortable. Um but yeah, no, I, I did I did run with both both of mine and then I think I it did take me a good sort of 18 months mm-hmm. I think to get back into you know feeling yourself again having that headspace after yeah. you know, when you're finally getting some sleep to finally get that energy back because you know sleep deprivation is hard on the body it is. Um, and I think again it's you just have to be really kind to yourself and not expect a bounce back after children and some people do Mm. but um I just think as women we should be kinder to ourselves and you know we've grown a human for nine months we should at least give ourselves at least nine months to recover from that yeah um before we put that pressure on our bodies so you took a little while to go back to to running or as a regular sort of thing Yeah, yeah 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 Yeah. And now my children come out with me, which is lovely. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So tell me, what does your running look like now in your life? So I I, I don't actually track my distance, my pace, my time. I run for headspace, for yeah. fresh air, mm-hmm. for enjoyment. So it's almost like my yeah for meditation mindfulness all of those aspects of running which I think perhaps sometimes we lose when we're so focused on tracking our time Mm -hmm. really trying to work towards our goals whereas I'm yeah enjoying the scenery like the sound of birds the air temperature and just feeling my body move and just being really mindful of moving um so I did buy a watch and I, I don't really use it. Oh, um, but I did I did actually do my longest run last year. There's a group of islands down in Cornwall. And um 
And I worked out you could run the perimeter of this island, and it was 17 kilometers. So I did actually use my watch for that because I was really intrigued and I kind of needed to know how far I had left. (laughs) Um, So I did that, was my, yeah, that's the longest run I've done. But, you know, and I do park run. I don't know if you have park run in Australia. We definitely do. And I've actually done some park runs in England as well. But yes, Um, we do park run. And I enjoy, I really enjoy part run because it's great for, you know, whatever shape, size, mm. speed, you know, colour, sex, whatever, mm. you know, everyone's just there um, running together or walking together. And I just really like the fact that it's really accessible. Yeah, it's, it um, is pretty amazing. How it's yeah. taken off as well. It's that... that um... Yeah, the, how it's taken off, like watching it go. Because yeah. here, even where I live, there's probably, I should know this, I could go to a park run on a Saturday morning and I've got one, two, three, four, five, probably six or so that are within um, 45 minutes drive and there's yeah. at least, um, there's three that are within, you know, less than half an hour away. Yeah, yeah, yeah same. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they've done really well. Mm, it's um, and it, to encourage people of all shapes and sizes, as you said, and abilities to have a run. Um, yeah, it's really it's yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> so do yeah. you do you do park run most weeks? Is that your? Yeah, I try to. Um, but you know, it's like when you have children, they have I their do. own sport at weekends. Yeah. So just kind of fit around the children, and then um, you know, I've taken them on the junior park run on a Sunday. Which oh, is lovely. Oh, there's a junior park run. I don't think we yeah. have that here yet. Tell me so about that. For, I think that's for under twelves, and it's oh, wow. only two and a half kilometers. Oh, lovely! So it's half the distance yeah. of, um, on Sunday. So yeah, and then the, you can run with them as well. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> sorry, I keep. I've got a bit of a cold. It's not COVID. <laughs> not that I can <laughs> give it to you over there, but it's um just making me a bit throaty um so when you're so you're doing um park run on the weekends a lot do you do you do much is your training during the week or do you call it training or when you go out running during the week is it something that you try and fit in with the kids or do you look at your calendar and say okay I run on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and do you sort of schedule it or is it more yeah I try to yeah I mean it's much easier in the summer because at the moment in the UK it gets dark at half past four which short time um, short days yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so and I'm not really a night runner I mean you do see people with head torches Mm -hmm. and running along the main roads but that's not really for me um (laughs) so in the summer I get out much much more um but every morning I do an online workout with a personal yeah. trainer yeah. so I do a lot I do three weight sessions with him oh, wow. and he does always talk about how single weighted leg exercises are so good for runners so yeah and now I've, I'm 40 um doing weights is so key as we age mm. so that's that's why I'm doing weights and to be honest like I've been doing it for 18 months now mm-hmm. and I'm the strongest I've ever been. That's and I just feel so good for it, for, for really doing those weight exercises. So um, do you, is that 
um is he live or do you you have a recording yeah. yes oh, so you do a live one every morning wow. yeah so it's a great session awesome. yeah and he can, he can see everybody on screen and coaches everybody and awesome. um, so it's really really good yeah i love it and so i do it before the children wake up which i think is the key sometimes isn't it yeah. to, and I've, I've actually got up so I, I don't know if you've heard of miracle morning yeah definitely have heard of miracle morning yes other people may not have we can put a link to it in the in the notes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the five AM club, um, which is yeah. So I implemented that a few years ago now. So I wake up before the children. Mm-hmm. I do my gratitude. Um, I'm not very good with meditation. That's one thing that I do need to um, implement in 2023. It's one of my goals. Um, yeah, I have lots of water. I read a few pages of a book um, uh-huh. and then I do my workouts, shower, and then by the time, and then the kids have woken up by then. So and it's like, wow, I've ticked off all these things. <laughs> yeah. And that's, it is one of my favorite parts of the day. Just, oh, just something wow. nice about getting up before the rest of the house is up. Mm-hmm. Just potter around, set yourself up for the day, um, thinking about what I want to achieve for the day as well because I run my own business as well so I was going to ask you about that do you want to tell us a little bit about your business yeah so I primarily help women get more fruits and vegetables into their diets Uh um which is so so important as runners if I mean in Australia I think the recommended daily intake is 10 portions a day that sounds right yeah whereas if we're doing any sort of exercise we need a lot more than that just to, mm-hmm. because fruits and vegetables lower inflammation yeah um and in the uk the guidelines are still five a day oh. and the average is less than the people who are eating less than three portions a day on average so it's really oh, difficult wow. yeah um it's like what so, are they eating then <laughs> it's like, yeah, right, exactly. it's like Proce- processed food wow yeah so um there's a real need for people to get extra fruits and vegetables into their diet, mm-hmm. whether they're runners or, or not. Mm. Um, and I work with a brand that produces whole food fruits and vegetables in a capsule. So you oh, get okay. 30 different varieties yeah. of fruits, vegetables and berries in a capsule. Oh, wow. So it's kind of equivalent to your five a day. Yeah. Um, but it's not it's not a replacement for food. Mm. You just have that on top yeah. just to really help get your levels up. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, and the, and they've got forty clinical studies oh. um, written on them. So really, really good for reducing inflammation, mm-hmm. um, especially you know in our joints as we run. Yes, um, really good for our heart health, lung health, skin. Yeah, awesome. they're amazing, and I've I've helped so many people over the last seven years with improving that acne. Um, yeah. reducing coughs and colds. We, they really support our immune system. Um, what else? People coming off their medication for anxiety yeah. and depression oh, wow. just through the power of fruits and vegetables. So it's hugely rewarding yeah. just doing some small tweaks. But often I think people just get lost again in the noise. And I'm just all about keeping it simple. Mm. you know keep it simple with running do what you enjoy like if you love tracking and you need goals to work towards and events to work towards that's amazing but you don't have to do that if you're someone that just enjoys getting out 
just moving, just mm. having that headspace. Perfect. And same with sort of diet and nutrition. You know, we can really overcomplicate things. Mm. But really, you know, if you just cook from scratch, drink lots of water, um, get lots of whole foods in, anything that grows out of the ground, mm. you know, these are all just really good foundational um got advice that is just mm. so needed so that's why I love the whole food capsules because they just really support people when although you know I find a lot of people think oh yeah I can eat 10 portions a day but actually we've depleted our soils of nutrients yeah. you know with our intensive farming methods we're spraying everything with pesticides and herbicides we're packaging everything in plastic so actually by the time it reaches your plates not so. um, <laughs> no, it's very nutrient devoid. So we need to be eating so much more than we think, which is hard. With the best one in the world, it's really hard. And for children, trying to get children to eat all that variety <laughs> and colour. <laughs> we and used to, like... One of the favourite meals in this house is a silver beet soup. Like you can't eat, get kids to eat silver beet. I don't know what, what you might call it. Is it chard or do you call it silver beet? Oh, it's like a yeah. spinach, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a green soup, but because it's got parmesan cheese in it and sour cream, the kids yeah. just love it and they've always loved it. But it, trying to get them to eat that vegetable, <laughs> that particular kind of vegetable is was never, um, you could never do it without turning it into yeah. the soup. But, yeah, some some vegetables children kind of run away from, and some adults, by the way. Yeah, yeah, and, like, all the different colours. Mm. Um, you know, red foods are really good for our heart health and our skin. And that's yeah. why the Italians have the lowest um, skin cancer rates because they ah. eat so much tomatoes. And it's, it's the lycopenes in tomatoes that protect our skin against sun damage. Wow. Um, and then purple foods are really good for our brain. So they contain all the polyphenols. So nice. um, I take a concentrated berry capsule, So, yeah. which I always recommend to ladies over the age of 40 to help mm. protect, protect their brain and calcification of their brain as they age. Um, cause, and, yeah, berries are really good for that. Um, and then, yeah, yellow foods are really good for our beauty green foods are really good for digestion so that's why it's really key to get lots of different color and variety oh, yeah 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 oh there's so much to learn there <laughs> food scientist. So, yeah so I actually have those capsules before I go for a run because they give me energy so that's one of the first things people notice when they start the capsules they they just have this energy that they've not had before because everything starts to adjust and then of course they have the energy then they think oh actually I've got the energy now I might go for a walk or I might go for a run and it just sort of escalates from there and it's really lovely to watch people on their, on their journey, journey to better yeah. health yeah wow. That's so awesome. yeah I have my capsules and off I go <laughs> well if anyone wants to find out more about that I'll put a link to that as well so I'll get that from you so that they can chase it up and and um and see what you're talking about because it sounds amazing yeah. mm. <laughs> i love it um all right so back to your running for a sec yeah when do you think you first called yourself a runner i don't think i do i think i yeah. I, I would yeah i don't think we need to label ourselves as yeah, a runner or not yeah. yeah i just i i go out for runs because yeah. i enjoy it i i think 
maybe you're a runner if you're doing lots of events and you're taking it really seriously perhaps but I'm just someone that enjoys putting on their trainers and and moving and yeah that's interesting it's just part part of part of me yeah yeah so probably yeah it's part of your identity but maybe it's the the person who's fit and and wants to move is part of you you want to you know that's how you see yourself as a person who uh, has that ability and and desire to stay moving uh, in a healthy way but doesn't have to be running or cycling or swimming or whatever it could or walking it could be any any number of things I suppose which is interesting yeah Yeah. Yeah. um because you know as we alluded to before we're talking about your um gymnastics and just how that especially when who you are is tied up into a physical activity that you suddenly can't do for a while so if you get injured um how that affects people's um mental health as well it's like yeah it's all sort of tied up. So it sounds like you have a very healthy uh, aspect view on on all of that. You know whether what identity that you have because it's a bit broader than say just narrowing it down to one thing that could stop at any moment, yeah, because of injury yeah. or some other thing. So I think that's a, a really healthy um, thing to have, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, to a much yeah, broader nice sort of identity. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. if I got injured running, then. I would swim or mm. you'd find some way to take mm. Yeah. Yeah. In your, um, this, a lot of these podcasts is just about my interest in different things that you're talking about uh, <laughs> rather than any other format. Um, in your exercise that you do every morning, so you have like dumbbells and, and things like, like hand weights and, and that kind of stuff yeah. as part of the class. That's the weight element to it. Yeah, yeah, so I've got dumbbells, and that's it. You don't need lots of equipment, so yeah. I've just got a couple of dumbbells, and I can add the weights to them as well. Yeah. Huh. Um, so what about your yoga? You said we're talking about yoga before. Now I want to hear about that. Tell yeah, that. so I started um, a few years ago just following a girl on YouTube who's just got loads of free I, – I did. she actually does runs a challenge every January, and she does 30 days oh. of yoga. Yeah. Um, and I think it's about between 20 and 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And you can either do it live or you can just catch up. Yeah. So she just starts one on the 1st of January every year. And um, I just got into that. Um, and I started doing running some retreats with a friend in my village. So she does the yoga and then I provide the food. Oh. So, yeah, we're doing a bit of a collaboration at the moment. And again, it's making it accessible because um you know a lot of retreats particularly in the UK they can be quite exclusive you have mm. to a have a lot of free time a lot of disposable income mm. you know it's 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 often a high ticket thing to be able to go on a retreat and um, yeah. so we wanted to make something that was accessible to everybody and bringing the community together um, so she's a wonderful yoga teacher and then uh, in January we're going to be doing yoga and whole food soul food evenings that's what oh, we're going to call it that's um, amazing yeah and it's it's just it's so my ethos is all about helping others and if I can I'm a bit like you like if I can inspire yeah. one person to make some changes 
with their nutrition or their health or their exercise, then that's my sort of, that's not sort of, that's my purpose, that's my passion and my purpose. Yeah, that's your jam. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I love that idea. So is it a retreat where they come and stay or they it's just like a, a day so evening? At the moment it's just a day a day thing. Yeah. 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 I've always always thought uh, I've had friends who've gone away to retreats here in Australia. Uh, actually even in places like Bali that's quite a common thing from here to people to go to Bali. Yeah. Um for a retreat. Um but it always just sounds so delightful and you know um it makes me feel like a blanket, like getting a blanket and, and you know, getting really cosy and, and sort of uh, nurturing. That's the word I'm looking yeah. for. It makes me feel it's like a very nurturing activity to do, yeah. um, which maybe we should all do. And, and to make it more accessible to everyone, I think, is very laudable. So awesome. Yeah. Well done. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and we can't come all the way over there. Or you could do <laughs> virtual ones, couldn't you? I just had that thought. You could do a virtual retreat and you could have people on live just like you do with your little, so you could even broaden it in the future. Look, there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell people what they need to get in. <laughs> it's a special yeah. sort of list of things and yeah, yeah that could be fun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there you go. Um, so moving on a little bit more about um, your running. So we often talk about motivation. So you seem you're obviously very driven about mm-hmm. you know health and well being and all of that sort of thing and you're what we what I have referred to in the past as a leading learner. So you're you're still learning things, but you you know you're just ahead of people. You're trying to bring people with you and and you're, you're leading like that. So you know you, you want to stay um, healthy, for example, um, mm-hmm. because you're, to, you're encouraging others to do the same. So is that one of the things that you use to motivate yourself on those days when, you know, it was a day you thought you would run, but the weather's not very nice. Oh, it's snowing outside. Like you said earlier. Um, How do you motivate yourself? I guess, to keep making those decisions to head out the door. So it's all about building habits. So, and Mm. really noticing that self-talk and those, that negative talk as well. Mm -hmm. So if you notice that you're starting to talk yourself out of something, yeah um and it does take time to build those habits you know I I've committed to do my workouts now for 18 months every morning and initially it was really difficult to get out of bed because they start at 6 20 and it takes time to build habits and to also record like have that awareness of your body after exercise as well so it's, you're never going to regret. I, I've never regret regretted going for a run. I've never regretted a workout. And it's just reminding yourself how good you're going to feel after that workout. And then you're going to get yourself out the door. Um, and just reminding yourself why that why you're doing it, yeah. I think it's really important. So although I don't have goals as such in terms of events and times and distance, my per- my goal is to stay healthy Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't want to go into hospital. I don't want. I want to age well. Yeah. I want to set an example for my children. To my children. So yeah. that's what gets me out of the door. So it's going to be very different for everybody. Mm-hmm. But I think it's it's important to recognise that, write it down, and it's going to change. So mm. 
what may have been your goal or your motivation a year ago may have changed. So it's always good to sort of reflect on that. And yeah, I surround, I, I listen to lots of inspiring podcasts mm-hmm. um, and I read lots of positive things. And I think if you surround yourself with that positivity and that motivation then just builds as habits yes. yeah, um, and it starts to become ingrained in you. So yeah. I now just jump out of bed, don't think twice about doing my workouts in the morning. And it's the same with my running. I'll, I'll, I'll commit to the night before, you know, the night before I check the weather um, you know, get my running clothes ready the night before. So prepare. Commit to doing part run, and then yeah. So it's sort of a lot of forward planning, forward mm. thinking, and really thinking about why why you want to do it, and then you're less likely to talk yourself out of it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Some great tips there, because I think especially in the beginning, and, and many people say with their running tip, it's tips, it's consistency that keeps, you know, keeps you going. So if yeah. you can, and the thing that stops consistency is that matter, motivation and, and lack of it or, you know, that when you don't set yourself up and prepare, and as you said, I, with yeah. the thoughts I and uh, like I've got my running clothes on right now because I need to go for a run between podcasts today or I won't get to it. Um, but if I didn't put my clothes on, then it, it, it removes some of the resistance. Um, yeah that's an extra thing step I would have had to take otherwise to yeah mm. and you're right about consistency mm. and it, it's and it's like with anything in life if you just do some do something towards your goal every day mm. or something for your health every day or something for your running every day that's what builds the consistency and the habit so you know even if you just went out for 20 minutes instead of an hour or an hour and a half that's better than nothing at all so um yeah, and just not having that that pressure sometimes. It's just being flexible but being consistent. Yeah. It's a it's an interesting balance, as you said earlier, that between that being consistent and knowing how important it is, but also being flexible with the, you know, and having some balance in your life. Because there will yeah. be times and circumstances where things don't fall the way you thought they would. Uh and so you can't fit in or you can't fit in as long, whatever it was you were yeah. going to do. So yeah, I've been, I've, um, I'm doing a running streak at the moment where I'm running at least two kilometers every day. Um, and I've got to catch a plane at six o'clock next week in the morning. And I'm already thinking, how am earth am I? Cause I prefer <laughs> to do it first thing in the morning, but I'd have to be running at like three in the morning or something silly by the time we got organized and get to the plane. So it might be an afternoon run. Anyway, I'm already, my brain's trying to work out how yeah. that is. So it's kind of a, an interesting thing. Um, how long do you think you'll run for in your life? Well, interestingly, my um, my dad is nearly 80 yeah. and he is a marathon runner. And so he did a lot of running in his youth. Wow. And he went to see a consultant this week and he's got osteoarthritis. Mm-hmm. And... And initially he thought, oh, it's probably from all the running and cycling that I used to do. And actually the consultant said, no, if you hadn't have done that, you probably would have needed a hip replacement 10, 15 years ago. So my, I'll always, it's part of me, you know, like you said earlier, it's just part of my personality. It's part of who I am. I'll always exercise and I'll always run Mm. and as long as I'm enjoying it. Yeah. 
you know, I think it doesn't matter if you switch sports. You don't you don't have to, you know, I, I love running and as do you, but you know, if you find in 10 years' time that you don't actually enjoy it as much and you prefer more team sports and because it's a great way to meet, you know, it's it's yeah, absolutely yeah. So as long as we're moving raising our heart rates. Then that's the important element, isn't it? Yeah. So as long as I can, yeah. I love it. And I've got lots of new running clothes on my Christmas list. <laughs> oh, that's always important. That's a motivation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've got to get yeah. out in those new running clothes. Yeah. Um, I just had my husband ordered me some, he saw some very bright, I should have only just moved them from the chair behind me, very bright running pants <laughs> recently. They only arrived in the mail yesterday and they are like very bright colours. He's like, I'm looking forward to seeing you in those, but I'll look like a clown, I think. <laughs> it'll be fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, when you're running do you listen to anything are you do you or you run without anything in your ears um I tend not to mm. um but sometimes I do listen to a podcast okay as I'm running um and some I would like to see if it did make a difference to my park run yeah. performance with music or without but I've not trialed it yet oh that <laughs> sounds I, like a fun thing to try yeah, <laughs> um but I know that if, if I was ever going to improve my my time for park run I would just I need to do some speed training yeah you know I need to like I can't expect to show up every week and not not do any any training in between yeah so yeah, yeah but no and that's your question I I tend just to like where I live, I live um, it's in an area of outstanding natural beauty. So I just ran out into the countryside from my house. Um, oh, beautiful. And it's just nice to enjoy that peace sometimes. Yeah. 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 So you've got candy for your eyes and your e and um, your ears, as in there's no noise in yeah. your ears. <laughs> yeah. You've just got the environment and the birds and yeah. whatever else is going on. Yeah. That sounds gorgeous. I love it. Yeah. I feel jealous. Yeah. Um, you did say before that you use it a little as a mental health um, exercise as well. So what kind of things do you think about? You don't have to give us the details, but what sort of things often run through your head while you're out running? Well, funnily enough, I get my most creative ideas come to me when I'm out running. Uh -huh. So I often have to stop, get my notes out on my phone oh, and write down ideas. <laughs> And I think of people that I need to, like uh, my to-do list starts growing as well, but in a good way, it doesn't sort of stress me out. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just think of all these ideas and things that I want to do so when I'm out running. It's kind of like it gives you, because I'm, I'm the same, it's almost like it gives you the space. You step out of mum, you know, for yeah. me, business owner or whatever, um, wife, uh, and you're at, out running and it's just time for you. It's your time yeah. your, to just be in that space. Um, and it's like you leave all of that stuff behind and it frees up space in your mind to be able to, for those things to come to you. They're probably always in the background, yeah. but then they just come to yeah. the fore and you can start, you know, mulling them over and doing something with them. It's kind of powerful yeah. time for me in that way. That's how it works for me as well. Yeah, no, definitely. I think the same. Yeah, similar. Like, you you change your whole environment, don't you? Mm. You know, you're, it's very difficult. Well, new ideas don't tend to come to me when I'm in my office. No. They tend to come to me when I'm out free. <laughs> Isn't that annoying? I kind of wish they would come to me in my office. <laughs> <laughs>
the, the other place is the shower. Uh, and there's oh, science yeah. around that too. Um, well, when we're running, it's our neural pathways are growing and, and uh, developing and being created. Uh, in fact, it looks very much, you, you probably know this um, from neuroscience, but it looks very much like somebody meditating. When you're out running, the, the things that are happening in your brain are very similar to what's happening when you're meditating because our brain yeah. gets into that space. So it's a different, yeah. Anyway, it's very cool. Uh, when you're having a shower, the water hitting your head stimulates um, things. That's why we have, we often will have thoughts, you know, oh, that's a good idea while we're in the shower because it's the, the, the water hitting our head and stimulating different nerves or whatever the terminology is in our brain. So there you go. Wow, now I didn't pay that. Bit of neuroscience for you. <laughs> Yeah. which is exciting yeah it is I love it uh, I get quite fascinated with with it all and I think this well even fascinated with how much we don't know like mm. so much we don't know about our bodies when it comes to exercise and nutrition as well um, yeah which is funny because the one thing that we have had through all of time is our bodies they actually haven't changed that much <laughs> but we don't we don't know a lot about them really yeah. Like we're always discovering new things that are healthy and things that we thought were healthy that are not healthy. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, all right. Now, can you tell me, well, it's probably hard for you because you've always probably had some sort of running or sport in your life, but can you imagine what your life would be like if you didn't have running? So what's it give, what do you think it gives your life that, um, it gives me that freedom and that mental headspace, that. which I think if you go to a gym or you're in a swimming pool, you're with other people, whereas running just gives you the opportunity to, yeah, just be free and, mm. and yeah, get out outside and enjoy nature. Yeah. yeah. So And without it, you you wouldn't have the the same opportunities perhaps in your life to do yeah 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 so I get all those creative ideas come to me exactly Exactly. (laughs) and also have this like it does build strength as well you know when you're running and I think if you're strong and you're healthy you make better decisions um in other aspects of your life so it has such a knock-on effect Mm. yeah it does it's um it's like a panacea (laughs) <laughs> um, for all things in your life, isn't it? Can uh, can do so much good. All yeah, right. and I think if you get the the like the bases, yeah, you know, like I said before, covered. Like the pro- get your pro- like your health is your number should be your number one priority because yeah. without that, you can't perform and you can't be a wife, you can't be a co-worker, you can't mm. run a business. Mm. Um. So yeah, my my passion is helping people. Stop putting themselves first. Recognize why? Why don't people like like if you talk to anybody on the planet about health, they will. Everybody, I think, would agree that well, right, right thinking people. <laughs> it sounds kind of odd. Uh, would agree that health is you know it's up there with the the top your top priorities because if it's not, you don't have anything, and you're not here anyway. Like if you don't have good health. So why yeah. do so many people not put their health first, do you think? I think a lot of people just run on autopilot. Mm. So they don't have that conscious awareness of their thoughts, their intu- in, intuition when it comes to their bodies. They just never can. They just don't have that mind-body connection, which I think mm. 
often needs to be unlocked, like talking to a coach, like a health coach or someone. Um, and also we don't realise how important our health is until we are facing challenges. So until we're, yeah, until we're forced to perhaps readdress our lifestyle or become more conscious of and mindful of what we're doing. Mm. So I think, and, and life's busy, isn't it? And I think until you have that buddy or you you happen to stumble across a podcast like this mm. or someone introduces you to someone inspiring, you, people are just living such busy, fast-paced lives and we need to, yeah, just take a step back sometimes and, and don't feel guilty for self-care and mm. for leaving the children for an hour to go out for a run because you, I'm going to be a better mother exactly. <laughs> after, afterwards. And I think that's the trap of yeah, the modern life that we've fallen into. I wonder whether, yeah. you know, there's something, because I've got an education background, you know, whether there's things we could be introducing to children at school that then flowed through to their adulthood and then they would introduce it to their children as well, you know, like because they've got to start somewhere when it comes to yeah. those sort of things um, so that it becomes a bit like brushing your teeth. You know, we, yeah. we did not always brush our teeth, by the way, as humans, like <laughs> anthropologically yeah. wise. Um, so, but now, like certainly in the Western world, we would not, can't imagine as adults, I assume you can't imagine either, like brushing your teeth no. every day, <laughs> at least twice a day, not three times a day. Um, so it's how to introduce something like that into into society, yeah. into our modern life. But related yeah. to help, related to um, your general overall health and looking after. It. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, we're going to solve all the problems of the world today. Okay? <laughs> Just like that. Um, before we wrap up, though, Jeanette, and thank you so much. Your time has been amazing. You're very inspiring. I've loved having a, a chat with you. But before we wrap up, is there anything about running, in particular, that we haven't talked about that you wanted to share? Um. No, I don't think so. I think just for anyone new, just get out there, find a find a partner to do it with. That's mm. you know really helpful if you've got a friend to run with, help to keep you accountable. And like I said before, just think about why why running, like why do you what's it going to give you, how are you going to feel afterwards, um, and yeah, just don't put any pressure on yourself. Just enjoy it. Yeah, you know. That's it's there for everybody, every ability, every shape and size. Very it's accessible. free. Yeah. And that's that yeah, that's what I love about it. <laughs> I love that. Um so in regards to running tips that I always ask people at the very end, which is very similar probably to what you just said. However, if someone came and said to you, Jeanette, I really want to start running and I can see that you you're a runner. So I'm gonna ask you, um, how what would you suggest that I do to get started? What would you say to them? Um, yeah, I think park run is a brilliant opportunity to run with people um, and or just your local running club. Um, yeah. Look at your, you know, your nutrition alongside mm-hmm. your running. You know, just think about what you're eating beforehand. Are the foods that you're eating going to support you mm-hmm. and your body and give you that energy and that sustained energy once you start running a bit more consistently? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, looking at your health and uh, – sorry, looking at your nutrition. Yeah. Um, any other tips? 
Yeah, get along to your running shop and get some properly fitted trainers. That's quite <laughs> yeah, key. That is and actually, it, that although I say you know running's free and it's accessible, you know you do want to get some good running shoes to avoid later, you know, further injury. Yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna yeah, and they're gonna talk to you about you know whether you're road running or cross country yeah. and just get the right shoes fitted. Yeah. So I think that's really key. Um. Yeah, that's. I think that's that's it, really. And open the door and get outside. (laughs) Yeah, go do it. Yeah, (laughs) I love that. All right, I will wrap it up. I've taken up lots of your time. Don't run off as soon as we finish. I will um, say goodbye to you off the recording as well. Um, But again, thank you so much for being here. I have. It's been a delight, and I have really enjoyed getting to know you. You too. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mind Fit Body podcast. I'd love to talk to you about your running journey. So send me a message on Facebook or on the website and let's do it. For a bunch of resources on mindful running that will help you get and stay mentally and physically fit, head over to the website fitmindfitbody.co and I'll see you there. Plus, I'll be back here in your podcast player a few times a week. Hit subscribe now so that you don't miss an episode. And before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review. It'll help more people to find the podcast and get inspired to start running. I'll see you soon. Bye.